Welcome back to the Igniting the Danger Thing podcast, where we solve life and business problems that transform businesses and individuals into happier and fulfilled ones. I am your host, Ebenezer Mamula, and this morning, we are talking about the 10 keys to emotional mastery in the pursuit of purpose. One of the biggest challenges that we encounter when we are pursuing our dreams and our purposes would be those moments when we find ourselves in emotional slums. When you find that you don't feel like it or you've gone through so many challenges that you don't feel like pursuing your purpose anymore. When you don't feel like pursuing your dreams anymore. And that is the right time when you need to take some time off. And to remind yourself, what dream am I pursuing? Who am I doing it for? And why am I doing this? Or why am I pursuing these dreams? And this morning, I want to talk about the 10 keys to emotional mastering. The first thing that you and I need to remember when we are going through some tough times. Number one. Are we having the right perspective towards the challenge that we are encountering? Or am I exaggerating the challenge that I am going through? Do I see the challenge as it is? Or am I making it worse than the challenge is already is? Do I have the right perspective? Am I seeing it exactly the way it is? Am I seeing my pain as my pain is? Or am I making it worse than it already is? Am I seeing the challenges that I'm going through in the right perspective? Or am I exaggerating them to such an extent that they are worse and they even make me feel depressed? They make me feel unworthy of even pursuing the dream that I'm supposed to be pursuing or the purpose that I have for my life. Have the right perspective. When you are encountering those many challenges that you will encounter, Always take time to remind yourself to have the right perspective. The second key, focus on what good can I learn from this experience. As painful as the situation might be, as hard as it might be, or as worse as it might be, what good? What good can I learn from this situation or this challenge that I'm going through? Yes, I have lost millions of friends in my business deals. I have lost thousands, if not hundreds of thousands. I've lost million dollars, million dollar pounds, million dollar euros. But what, what good, what good can I learn from this situation? I have lost my mother, I have lost my father, I have lost my brother, I have lost my family members. But what good can I learn from this situation? Or what good lessons can I learn and take from these situations? When you've got the attitude of learning, no challenge will be too great for you to handle because there will be a benefit. You learning from that experience becomes a benefit or a transformative nugget that will help you to transform yourself, your mind, and the way you think about the challenge that you are going through. What good can you learn from this situation? What good can you learn from losing money in the business? Or what lessons did you losing the money teach you? What lessons did you losing a family 
or a loved one teach you about yourself? Or what memories come to mind when you think about that loss? Ah, what good What role did that person play in the pursuit or in the shaping of you and your dreams and your purpose? What good can I learn from this situation? When you are going through tough times, when you are going through challenges, what lessons can you learn from those challenges that you are going through? The third key. Choose the right meaning. Ah, choose the right meaning and the right purpose for the pain that you are going through. If you don't have the right perspective, you will be tempted to give the situation, the pain or the suffering a negative, self-defeating, self-destructive meaning. You might find that you've seen the situation as worse than it is. And you exaggerated it. And now the meaning that you've given yourself about that situation. It's so bad. It's so worse. And it's so destructive. That you no longer see yourself as conquering of that situation. Mm. What meaning, what good, right and perfect or great meaning can you come up with? You've lost the money, but what does losing money mean? For me, it would mean that I wasn't worthy of managing that amount of money or I selected the wrong team to execute that marketing strategy or I, I wasn't, I, I had not become the person needed to use that kind of a budget to execute that business transaction. And I would go back and learn what, what, what more can I become? How more can I develop myself? So that next time when I've got that much amount of a budget, I won't waste it. Or I won't repeat the same mistakes that I made. Oh, when you lose a family member or loved one, what does it mean? Does it mean that God doesn't love you? Or does it mean it's the end of your life? No, it doesn't mean that. It means that the race that that person, that loved one, ran with you and in your life has come to an end. Or as my mentor always said, or when, what my mentor said when he was about to die, he said, my mentees, don't cry for me when you see me go or when I am dead. Don't cry for me. But celebrate me and the life that I lived. I impacted your lives. I impacted the world. I transformed nations. I transformed business. Celebrate me. That is the meaning he chose to give us. But my mentees, don't make this situation as worse than it already is. But see it. Derive a, a powerful, derive a powerful meaning out of this situation. What scenarios or what challenges have you encountered in your life that you've given a negative meaning that have stopped you and always put you in a slump when you think about them? You know, in my line, in my line as a coach, one of the things that I've seen that helps people transform their lives is to choose the right meaning when they are going through pain and suffering. There will be those when we are going through challenges. There will be those who make the situation worse than it already is. And this one turned their mess into graveyards. This one's turned their pain 
into painful moments for the rest of their lives. But there are those who look at the situation or the moment and give it the right perspective. I remember one of the one of my clients that I coached. She said, Mr. Mahul, I was going, I was going very far. I was moving from the northwest to Johannesburg, and I didn't have money for transport. And what happened along that road? Oh, it's too rough. Oh, it's too tragic. Oh, I got hijacked. I was walking. I was trying to walk. And I got hijacked. And the, the guys came in. They hijacked me. Took everything that I had. The money, the phones. And they left. Now I couldn't even walk to the distance that I thought that I would walk. Then catch a taxi. Oh, but the meaning that he came out of that situation or that scenario with art was very powerful. He never said I was victimized. He said, then I was challenged to run to see if I could go for the comrades marathon. What meanings are you giving yourself of situations that you should be going through that you didn't? Oh, there's an episode here on my podcast. The second episode where we are talking about depression. Spoke to a powerful woman who said, even though I was sexually abused by my father, I did not see that or I did not go to the extent of being. Yes, I spent many years thinking that I was a victim. I spent many years going through the slums. But the transformation in my life came about when I said, Oh, you are a warrior. God trusted you so much with this pain or with this situation that I would want you to go and inspire other women out there who are going through these tough challenges. And now she goes around teaching and empowering women to be greater than the pain that they've been through in their own lives. That is the power of deriving the right meaning when we are going through tough times in our lives. Oh, what meaning are you giving the situation or the challenge that you are going through? Oh, the, the fifth key. If you and I are to have emotional mastery, we should not, don't ever, Give anyone emotional real estate in your mind. If you are going to give other people real estate, or you are going to let them make you feel bad when they say certain things, or if they can just say one word or remind you of a particular memory, if you are going to give anyone any real estate in your mind, you are giving them rulership, authority, and power to determine how you feel. Or what we call in this generation, don't be a snowflake. Don't let other people's opinions or other people's experiences or expectations of your life to rule and dominate your own life. Don't give anyone or any situation any real estate in your, in your mind. When we do that, someone could just utter a word and then you'd be destroyed. I remember when I was growing young, 
Since I was in primary, and there used to be some bullies there in our community. And they used to call me blacks. Some would even call me mantu. And what that did, in my mind, I said, no, 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 I'm not going to let you have a real estate in my mind. I'm not going to let you utter that word to make me feel bad. No, 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 no. I even, I even went to the extent of when they said blacks or mantu, I said, I am black. I'm dark and I'm lovely. Ah. Like, 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 like the cosmetic, black and beautiful. Why? Because I want, I didn't want to give them any real estate in my mind. I didn't want them to use the word blacks against me. And one day I would crumble and cry. No, 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 no. I wasn't going to let them have the real estate in my mind. I wasn't going to let anyone control how I was going to feel no matter what was going through now in your life, who are you letting or who have you given real estate in your own life? Who has got the power to say a word or to utter a word that would make you feel miserable in your life? Or who have you given real estate in your mind that they have to just remind you of something and you would fall apart? Maybe they might remind you of an ex and you would fall apart. Don't give anyone that real estate and that power and authority over you. Refuse to give anyone any amount of real estate. Oh, it's been said that real estate is the only real investment. Don't give anyone any real estate in your mind and in your emotions. Take control of your emotions. Another key that we need to have for us to be emotional to be emotional masters. I appreciate the suffering and pain that we are going through as, unavoid, as unavoidable casualties of life. There's nothing that you and I can do to avoid pain, my friend. Ah, there's nothing you and I can do to avoid suffering. And if there's nothing that you and I can do to avoid the pain and the suffering, then we might as well take the suffering, take the pain as medicine or as, as food for the soul so that it will empower us. There's nothing, there's, not, there's nothing that you can do to avoid suffering and pain in life. No matter how strong you are or how emotional you may, you might be, pain and suffering is unavoidable. It's coming for you. Oh, it's been said that according to Murphy's laws, he says that anything wrong will happen and at the worst time in your life. Oh, appreciate the fact that once in a while, in different stages of your life, there will be moments where pain comes for you. And there's nothing you can do about it. No matter how religious you are, you can't pray yourself out of pain. Or you can't fast yourself out of suffering. Pain and suffering is coming for you. Oh, I remember my own times when pain and suffering came for me. I wasn't expecting it. I thought that I was fully, fully prepared to deal with anything. Oh, I thought I was religious enough that I prayed, I prayed, and I prayed enough 
that would protect me from pain and suffering, but nothing, nothing could stop the pain and suffering that came for my life. Oh, when I got the message, oh, that your father had a stroke. Oh, there's nothing you can do to protect yourself from that. Or when you get the message that, ah, oh, your granny has just passed away. Oh, there's nothing you can do. Oh, there's nothing you can do to stop yourself from experiencing pain and suffering. All you can do is to prepare yourself and to get yourself in the right mindset to say there's nothing I can do. Ah, there's nothing I can do to stop my spouse from cheating. Oh, there's nothing I can do from getting my boss to fire. There's nothing I can do. All I can do is to have the right perspective. Oh, there's nothing I can do to stop the sin, the young pastor, or from sleeping with the women in the church. Oh, there's nothing I can do to stop the boss from sexually harassing my fellow employees. But what I can do, what I can do in my own life is to expect and try to deal with this emotionally so that when the scenarios happen, I am able to deal with it. Oh, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do as a parent to stop your children from impregnating others or getting pregnant. No matter how much you might try to teach them about abstinence or staying away, there's nothing you can do. There's nothing you can do as a parent to stop your child from taking drugs, and all those. There's nothing you can do. You might try to teach them, but in the end, it's their own lives and it's their own choices and their own consequences to deal with them. All you can do is to prepare yourself, even mentally, for when those things happen, make sure, make sure that you always keep yourself and your mind ready for the worst. Not that you, are, you want the worst to happen, but you are preparing yourself so that in case it happens, or in case it happens to you or your family, you would be able to deal with it. And I remember one thing that shocked my mentees, or it always shocks people. They, the, most of the, of the women and the boys that I mentor and coach, some of them, when they, when, they, when they fall pregnant, they would think that they would shock me. What they don't know is that many, many years ago, I knew that there's nothing I can do to stop anyone from doing whatever it is that they want to do in their own lives. And, and what always surprises them is that they will tell me that, oh, I haven't been keeping in contact with you because I got pregnant and I was afraid of what you would say or think about me. And I would congratulate them and I'd tell them, though, I knew that you would fall pregnant. Or I knew that you would impregnate her. And it always shocks them. No, 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 no. For me, it's not a shock. It's what I do. I prepare myself. I have, I have been a mentor and a coach for so long that I know... I know what are the things or what are the common things that would happen to youth when they do one, two, three, four, five. I can predict. I can predict. I just need to spend a month or I just need to know you for a few hours 
Then tomorrow I will tell you and I, or I will tell you that what would you do or what would happen in your own life. That is the power of expecting and appreciating pain and suffering. You expect it and you prepare yourself emotionally. How will I deal with this pain or this suffering if it comes for me? Because it is coming for you. It might not come today. Tomorrow, the day after tomorrow, it's coming for you. Prepare yourself for pain and suffering that you would not anticipate or you would not predict. Oh, another key when we are going through pain and suffering. Teach others, teach others what you've learned from those negative, those experiences that you go through. Teach others. To say that, teach them. When we teach, it's been said that when we teach, we learn more. And we learn more. And we learn more. When we teach others that these are some things or these are what happened in my life and I want you to be careful of this and that. Oh, we learn even more. Teach others. Another key I want you to take into account Oh, don't allow society. Ah, don't allow society or its trends to get you to doing things that you don't want. If there's a new trend that's coming up, don't allow that trend to define who you are. Or don't give anyone any manipulating factor that they could use to emotionally manipulate you into participating into a trend. Oh, have emotional master. Oh, refuse, refuse to go with the flow. Refuse to go with the crowd. Ooh, it's been said that if you see fish in a school, they are probably headed into a shark or a whale's belly. Or refuse to let people dictate or take you where you don't want to go in your own life. And the last thing, the last key, the last key, or the last two keys. Oh, know what you want in your own life. Know the dream that you are pursuing. Discover your purpose. And keep reminding yourself of your purpose so that when you are going through those tough times, you don't always remind yourself that, no, 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 this is happening to me. Yes, this is the time for it to happen to me. But I know that this is happening. It's not there to destroy me or it's not there to destroy my dreams. But it's here as a challenge because I'm going to achieve this and that. Or I'm going to become so and so. Know what you want in your own life and don't let anyone or anything oh, stop you from you becoming who you want to become. Or you achieving what it is that you want to achieve in your life. Know what you want. Know what you want. Oh, I remember when we were in university. I was a DJ, you know, man, I can spin the decks. And they would always invite me to the parties and the bashes. And I would always be the DJ. But whenever they would drink alcohol, I would always tell them that, no, I don't drink. When we are having a party, get me two liters of stone or get me two liters of Coca-Cola. That's my drink of choice. I refused to drink because I knew what I wanted. I knew that if I am to become the brilliant coach 
thinker that I am today. I will not become it if I waste my time and I destroy my health by feeding it with alcohol, by feeding it with drugs. I knew that I could not become as great as I desire to be by destroying myself and my body. I knew what I wanted. And even today, I still know what I want. Know what you want. And the last key that would help you and I to have emotional muster. Don't succumb to peer pressure. Oh, there will be times where they tell you that, no, 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 you are not cool, or you suck, or you are a wimp, or you are a snowflake. Because you're not doing this and that, because it's cool to do this and that. Oh, it's cool to take drugs. It's cool. Ah, ah, don't succumb to peer pressure, my friend. Don't succumb. Don't succumb. Ooh, be so emotional, you must that it mature that when someone taught to emotionally manipulate you, you are so strong emotionally that they would not shake you. And they would not shake the way you feel. And one of the most common places that we see emotional manipulation today is in the church. When a lazy pastor does not have the discipline to go out and look for a work, or to go out and look for a job, or to start his own businesses, and he goes before the church and tries to emotionally manipulate them into giving them money. Oh, if I were to tell you the stories of preachers doing this, oh, I would write a whole book. But whatever the case might be, my friend, don't succumb to peer pressure. Know what you want and do whatever it is that advances you and advances your dreams and your purposes. Don't succumb to peer pressure. Don't allow yourself. Don't allow your friends. Don't allow anyone or anything to emotionally manipulate you into doing something that you don't want or something that would destroy your dreams or something that would destroy your purpose. You are the only one that knows where you are going and you are the only one that knows the price needed for you to pay for you to become who you want to be. Don't allow anyone to emotionally manipulate you. Don't succumb to peer pressure. My friend, this has been the Igniting Dreams Within podcast. We solve life and business problems. I will see you next time. And don't, don't, don't succumb to peer pressure, my friend. Be so emotionally stable and strong that whoever might try to emotionally manipulate you into doing anything or that would try to emotionally manipulate you into not doing the things that would inspire you or that would move you and advance you towards the fulfillment of your dreams and purposes. You would not fall victim to their emotional manipulation. Don't succumb to peer pressure. And I am your host, Ebenezer Mahulo. And I will see you next time on the Igniting the Dreams Within podcast. Thank you for tuning in. Please share this podcast with your family and your loved ones. Subscribe so that you'll always be alerted when I release a new episode. Thank you for tuning in.